the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. Wow, it's already well into March. I can't believe it. We're talking today about the unique and critical role of county sheriff, how this position differs from other elected leaders, and how this office affects everything from gun rights to mandatory masks and other so-called medical mandates. Our guest today is Joseph Weber. He's the founder of Californians United for Liberty, and this organization fights for gun rights, for medical freedom, for defending our constitutional liberties. Welcome, Joseph. Thank you, Brian and Kathleen, for giving me this opportunity to speak on the con- of what a constitutional sheriff is. Just for the record, my group, Californians United for Liberty, is a broad-based patriot group fighting for our constitutional republic by educating citizens in their constitutional God-given rights and the need to protect those rights from the people bent on putting them in slavery. I'm also a member of the We the People Coalition, the purpose of which is to bring together all the patriot groups of San Diego County, California, and across the United States to strategically organize and pursue our goals that will bring our country, state, and counties back to the constitutional republic that our founding fathers gave us. Well, I appreciate that. We're going to have a good discussion today. Thanks for that. Thanks for that additional intro. So, Joseph, during the past two years of COVID restrictions, I'd say there's two types of public officials that many of us probably didn't even think much about before. One is public health officers. A lot of us never heard of these people before. The other is county sheriff. Now, the unelected public health officials, from Fauci to Dr. Wilma Wooten here in San Diego County, they've been issuing mandate after mandate, usually without any scientific or clinical data. We citizens, including our children, our grandchildren, we've been masked, quarantined, socially distanced, often fired if we don't get the vax and boosted. So I'm going to ask you about this. How severely these mandates have been enforced or not enforced, in many cases, has depended on who the county sheriff is. Is that is that your understanding, Joseph? I mean, these county sheriffs have a lot of power, don't they? Yeah, yes, they do. And yes, that's what we're seeing um, across the counties in California per sheriff is how they either uh, mandate masks or separation or quarantining or anything. Uh, but I wanted to cover on that 
subject is the concept of the doctrine of lesser magistrates because that falls right into what you're asking. Mm-hmm. Because that's a, essentially to our existence as a constitutional republic. Our founding fathers set in place safeguards to protect the people's rights from rogue elected officials. And the elected sheriff is a shield of protection for citizens' rights from all other elected officials in the state and county, which I never knew until I started digging into all this. And the government officials, to federal government officials, to foreign states, the doctrine of lesser magistrate is the concept that along that path of protection, any magistrate can and must declare an order lawful or unlawful. <laughs> that if the order from above is unlawful or unconstitutional, the magistrate will not enforce it. In the San Diego County, the sheriff department has not enforced all the mandates, but they have also not stepped out to declare these mandates unconstitutional to prevent the abuse of our civil rights, which is our problem that's going on right now today. Well, and we know of one example. Our friend who owns a restaurant didn't put enough signs up, according to some of the snitchers that reported it to the sheriff's office. And so they sent 10 sheriffs, you know, police cars out to his restaurant to make sure he had signs up or, you know. to. It was the sheriff's office because yeah. it was in the county. So yeah. that was an example of egregious overstepping of any constitutional principles. Like he has, why did, why did they have to send 10 police cars out to his restaurant? And he fought back. He, he, he took, he got his lawyers and he, you know, he filed against them and they did back off. But wow. The good news is he was brave and he stayed open the whole time and he's in business today. Unlike, unfortunately, a lot of small businesses. Right. But, uh, so this is talking about the role of the sheriff. And yes, we, we did talk about the lesser mat, the principle of the lesser magistrate before, and we do have a podcast on that as well, but that is very important. And, not only do we need to educate people as to their rights, but we need to hold that sheriff to his oath where he does swear to uphold the Constitution. And if, and as you say in your statement, your stance of a constitutional sheriff candidate, which is a brilliant document, I think. Uh, I don't know who wrote that. Did you write that, Joseph? We should encourage everyone to read that. Yeah. The Constitutional Sheriff and Peace Officer Association... Uh, that was started up by Sheriff Mack. Okay. They had they had a statement up there of what a constitutional sheriff is, and I uh, took that document and I tuned it and wrote it for San Diego County. Excellent. And once we once we had group agreement on what that meant, then that's why we started to give it to the candidates and ask them if they were willing to sign it. Well, it's excellent and. You state in there that our rights are based on the Declaration of Independence, which can be summarized as follows. And I just feel like reading and just to remind people, all men and women are created equal by an almighty, all-knowing, eternal God. God is the author and, and grantor of rights to men and women. People form civil governments for the purpose of securing these God-given rights, and whenever any government becomes destructive at these ends or violative of this purpose, it is the right and duty of the people to take corrective measures with respect to that government. So it it 
you know, we need to be aware of our rights, first of all, that they're inalienable. Government doesn't grant them to us. It's their job to secure them. And we need to teach our young people this. So, but but Joseph, I want to take us right to San Diego County now, and hopefully you can update us on what is going on with our sheriff. Because it's my understanding that the uh, sheriff we've had in in for some years now, Bill Gore, he recently retired. I think he retired. Seems like to me rather suddenly because he didn't wait until his term expired at the end of the year. So. Could you bring us up to date if you know anything about that retirement and if you know what's next? What what's next for what's next for San Diego County Sheriff? Uh, that's a pretty deep subject actually when you start to look at these things. Um there are principles that are taking effect in our country that uh, I'll just call them globalist people that are actually executing a well-planned organized uh, movement in our country to destroy the United States, in my opinion. Sheriff Gore retired February 3rd of this year, and he put out a statement that was very interesting. Uh, it's, it should be still online. Now, this was done for him when Bill Collier retired early and nominated his godson, William Gore, to take his place. If you understand how Marxists take over a country, you can start to understand that there's a method to the madness that you're seeing in our country, which is being executed in the final stages in Chile as we speak. One such tactic is to incentivize an elected official to retire midterm, thus allowing an appointment of an interim sheriff or removing the authority of an elected sheriff. Now, the appointed sheriff is not accountable anymore to the people, but to the one who appoints him, in our case, to the Board of Supervisors, which means that our next election will not have an elected sheriff oversight with an eye to protecting the rights of the people, which is what Kathleen was talking about, gives us in our Ninth and Tenth Amendment of the Constitution that any rights that aren't in the Constitution are retained by the people. And any time that we have a problem with our elected officials, all the rights return to the people and are reserved for the people. And these things are where we, they start to break down the protection that we've been, that our founding fathers set up for us. If you remove the elected sheriff and take away his oath of office and now he, he doesn't have the call to protect the citizens' rights. Um, you lose that protection, and it starts to go all the way up our chain. As you can see in California, that chain of elected authority and the oath has been totally broken. Well, now, isn't there going to be an election for sheriff this fall for the sheriff's office? And maybe they do put in their elected, their appointed person for the interim between when he retires and the election. But isn't it true that there will be a new election and there will be new candidates and that same appointed person cannot run again? Isn't that what we, we you were telling us? We, uh, we sure hope that uh, we will have an election. Um, but we know in the last two elections, which you guys just mentioned a while ago, that um, 
there are things that are going strange in our elections, and even the oversight of the sheriffs are there who are not, our sheriff's department are not focused on the Constitution and the people's rights at this moment in time. They've been redefined um, as to what their job is. Well, that's why a document like what you've written, the stance of a constitutional sheriff, is really important to get people that are running and in the sheriff's department to adhere to this and to hold them, hold their feet to the fire. Uh, and and by the way, yeah. the constitution—I mean, the election process—we heard about that recently. We can do what they did in Virginia if we get enough people to provide oversight and watch every step of the way of the voting process and the counting. We um, saw Ruth Weiss appear yeah. in Ramona last Saturday, and she, she briefed on this. She was pretty good. She felt like we can have a big influence. You're probably not going to eliminate all fraud, but you can make it so it's very still, difficult. still yeah. very difficult, because it's very being difficult to commit fraud. Supervised by volunteer citizens that are volunteering to do that. Anyway, this is a great discussion. We have a lot more to talk about after the break, including gun rights in San Diego. Be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. We are back. So, Joseph, um, I'd be interested in your overall opinion of Sheriff Bill Gore. Looking back on his tenure, as we said in the before the break, he's recently retired. From San Diego. What's your view? Yeah, San, San Diego County Sheriff. So what's your view, especially regarding gun rights, Sheriff Bill Gore? Sheriff Bill Gore's past history has a low tolerance of the rights of the people. He did, after his last election, go around uh, loosen up on concealed carry weapon permits because his rival hit him hard on his failed CCW permit policy, and he almost lost. So now a person can, in a three- to two-year period, obtain a CCW if he can pass all the hurdles that are still set before him or her. I believe he might as well put a CCW logo on a mask and put it across your face. This permit process is an infringement of the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment states a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. When is the last time we've heard of the state of California setting up a state militia arming it, and training it in modern-day tactics to repel any foreign invasion or stop domestic violence. And this is key because the governor and the sheriff are the only two elected officials who can call up and command the militia, otherwise called in the sheriff's terms posse, to quell domestic unrest. When elected officials go rogue, the militia is our citizen response led by the sheriff People who know their neighbors can quickly identify outsiders who come in their neighborhood to start trouble, which was proven in Wisconsin in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, who was acquitted as self-defense against felons paid to cause unrest in Wisconsin towns in which they did not live, but they identified them. 
Wow. That's important background. That's interesting. Yeah. And I would say that a two to three year process of getting a concealed carry permit is way too long. That is an infringement. Um, Not just that, but what about, like you say, having having the sheriff be able to to defend against outside people like BLM who uh, they, they, they burn buildings in La Mesa. Why didn't the sheriff come? Outside, outside people, no. not local yeah, people. outside people. Instances right. like that. And they, the, the people don't even think that someone might be paid to come in and destroy their town. That's what's a crying shame, that people aren't educated enough or not educating themselves enough to understand where this is all coming from. Because it wasn't La Mesa citizens that burned their banks or burned their town hall. No, it wasn't. It was people that were paid to come in and cause that unrest. In Ramona, <clears throat> that the citizens actually came out on the streets. And if they saw someone driving along the road or, or stop, they would go look and say, hey, hi. And they would recognize that they weren't a Ramona citizen. And they actually told them, we suggest tonight because the BLM says they're going to come and cause unrest, that you turn around and leave our town now. And those people did. But that's what the citizens have to do, because when the law enforcement or the mayors won't stand up for the constitutional rights of their city and allow it to be burned and and raised, the people have to stand up and go stop it. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a direct contrast between what they did in La Mesa which was they let the thing happen and the burning the buildings burn and El Centro too I believe it was in R- El well Centro. Ramona he's talking about Ramona. Ramona they didn't have any buildings and damaged El Centro or, as well yeah. because the mayor said no foreign entities no people doing that in our town and that and they stayed out but I want to ask you a I want to ask you a question you know you're an active member of several organizations including San Diego gun owners so uh, my question is. Is San Diego gun owners endorsing a sheriff candidate? And I will make a side mention that the San Diego Republican Party has endorsed John Hemmerling for sheriff. So if you have any comments on that. Yeah, my organization, California United for Liberty, has liaisons to many organizations in the county. I myself am not an active member of San Diego Gun Owners Club. Oh, I thought you were. I have liaisons. But I have a liaison that is a member, and we have communications with the president of that organization. Um, We are actively searching right now for a constitutional candidate uh, because we couldn't find one in the people that have stood up so far, which we will be asking many organizations to start rethinking their endorsements that, in my opinion, they have jumped the gun before the deadline of a candidate registration. I just don't understand how anyone chooses to endorse until the whole candidate field is determined and then test the field for the right candidate to endorse. Um, my group right now has three prospective candidates. Um, ones that told us about that La Mesa riot, that they were actually held off by the police in La Mesa, uh, and they allowed them to go so far until it got out of control when they started burning buildings and then the sheriffs who have the authority, and when they're called in, because they're the top law enforcement group in the county, have the right to do that, but they have memorandums of understanding that they won't step on a police uh, force's uh, rule or right to reign in their own city. 
But once they saw the destruction, they stood up and took charge, and that's when it was quelled, and they and they stopped that from going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but at at this time, we can't make any announcement. Uh, but I assure you that if any one of these three candidates decides to run, they are going to be leagues ahead of any candidate so far, because we're making sure that they're going to sign that stance and they're committed to follow that when they get in office. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea to see who all is running, who's willing to step up, who is constitutional, and then decide to to endorse or not. That's so. coming up so fast, though. It's March 11th is the deadline, and I say that to all the listeners out there because there are literally dozens of offices in San Diego County where there's not, for example, even a Republican candidate from school board, water board, on up to United States Congress. And it's a shame not to have some of these, um, you know, liberals and progressives literally run without opposition. It, it doesn't take that much. I know I've done it. It doesn't take that much to file as a candidate. But I want to touch on one other thing that the news, anybody that turns on the news, any news, even Fox News, the first 10 stories are Ukraine, 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 on through number 10, Ukraine. And one of the things that I've found kind of almost amusing but sad is that in the Ukraine, thousands of civilians have obtained rifles. They've joined the fight against Putin's invasion. They're taking it to the streets. And what I find, Joseph, almost comical is that many American progressives, they are just cheering on these brave Ukrainian fighters. And don't get me wrong, they are very brave. I'm cheering them on. But these progressives are cheering on these Ukrainian civilians that have firearms, and these same people are the ones that want to take away firearms from, gee whiz, our own American citizens. Do you have any comment on that? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I, I see the Second Amendment irony of the situation, but, but let's think even deeper about this because you're absolutely right on on that. The U.S. under the administ- this administration abandoned $835 billion worth of weapons and ammunition in Afghanistan, trained rebels in the mix, and abandoned Mer- uh, Americans when they left. In, affecting, in effect, they're arming and training the very people that want to destroy the United States. Now, the Ukraine. There's still the controversy of laundering money from U.S. government to a foreign country and into the pockets of U.S. persons to aid still hasn't even been brought to justice that they have all the evidence against it for this. This administration is now sending military aid in the forms of weapon and ammunition and more to Ukraine. If the war is truly going on in Ukraine, which is still something we're trying to figure out because of the reports that are coming out of there, and, and Russia wins, who ends up with all that aid that we're sending? If the war is fake, again, who ends up being armed? Is it a friend to the U.S. or an enemy? We have no clue here. Wow. Reports are that Russia is only bombing drug labs in Ukraine that threaten Russian safety from future pandemics. Who knows what that is true, but... What is really going on? Our oil independence is stopped by this administration, but Russian oil 
production is approved and ramped up for Nord 2 pipeline, which Germany is preventing from turning on right now. So that begs the question, are they really just doing this to get Germany to bend and do that? And then we're looking at um, all these things that are going on that we, the people, don't even know. If you listen to the State of the Union message, in my estimation, was this administration's declaration of war on U.S. business and states who have been set up by accepting COVID funds. If they can prove you misused a dime of COVID funds, you will be put under the federal thumb, bypassing every protection our founding fathers put in place with the Constitution because they will eliminate the state from protecting us against the federal bill, eliminate the sheriff from protecting us. They're going to go right into your own home and say, you misused that funds. Those wow. Funds. Well, and this government, it seems to us, and so many that it's been captured by these globalists. They're the ones who are trying to destroy our economy and replace it with this great reset that they call or the sustainable development. It goes by different names, Build Back Better, which is actually Build Back Broke. But, yeah, we don't have protections of the Constitution from our own government anymore. They're they're ones causing chaos. Well, we still still have to have hope. We're unfortunately at the end of our time, Joseph, for today, but... Go ahead. I, yeah, I just want to thank you for being with us today. Any last thoughts real quickly before we close? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, could we just pray? Well, well yeah. we'll do that. We'll do that right after uh, the show. We'll do yeah, that right after the show. We, uh, I guess we're we'll running love, out of would, time. would love to do that. Um, to bless your neighbor this week, everyone, thanks for being with us, Joseph. Lots of opportunities right here in San Diego to hold our elected officials to the to their feet to the fire, get to know who the sheriff candidates are, get to know your constitutional liberties, teach them to your young people, help make sure the people who gave us these vaccine mandates and masks and our kids and other shutdowns and violations don't get to do that in the future. We need to secure our sheriff's office. So we'll talk about it some more in the future. We'll see you next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.